Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Thursday, November 8th. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky Oliveira, And I'm Japheth Oliveira. And let's pray for today. Heavenly Father, just want to thank you again for today, for a fresh start, uh, for the opportunity to reflect on your word. Ask God for a renewed blessing, for your Holy Spirit to guide us through this passage and uh, give us encouragement, give us joy, give us the hope that you have promised through this passage. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'm reading today from the New International Version, Romans chapter 15. Yeah. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but, as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another, then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and, moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles, I will sing the praises of your name. Again, it says, Rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will spring up, one who will rise to rule over the nations, and him the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Subtitle, Paul the Minister to the Gentiles. I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge, and competent to instruct one another. Yet I have written you quite boldly on some points to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles. He gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit." Therefore I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done, by the power of signs and wonders, through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation." Rather, as it is written, those who are not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. That is why I have often been hindered from coming to you. Subtitle, Paul's Plan to Visit Rome. But now that there is no more place for me to work in these regions, and since I have been longing for many years to visit you, I plan to do so when I go to Spain. I hope to see you while passing through, and to have you assist me on my journey there, after I have enjoyed your company for a while. Now, however, I am on my way to Jerusalem in the service of the Lord's people there. 
for Macedonia and Achaia were pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the Lord's people in Jerusalem. They were pleased to do it, and indeed they owe it to them. For if the Gentiles have shared in the Jews' spiritual blessings, they owe it to the Jews to share with them in their material blessings. So after I have completed this task and have made sure that they receive this contribution, I will go to Spain and visit you on the way. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the full measure of the blessing of Christ. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. Pray that I may be kept safe from the unbelievers in Judea, and that the contribution I take to Jerusalem may be favorably received by the Lord's people there, so that I may come to you with joy, by God's will, and in your company be refreshed. The Lord of peace be with you all. Amen. Amen. That's great. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's really good. All right, so here's the text, uh, the question for today then for Romans chapter 15. On Thursday, Paul seems incredibly resolute about his call to preach to the Gentiles. How do we know if our mission is in line with what Jesus called us to? And remember that this week, you know, uh, it's part of the series, uh, Followers of Jesus, and uh, we're looking at this particular week, we're looking at in the mission now. And so how do we know whether our mission is in line with what Jesus called us to, as he seems to say, I was underlining this as you were reading it again. Uh, Therefore, I glory in Christ. This is my service. I will not venture to speak to anything except what Christ has accomplished to me. Yeah. We know what I think is interesting is that we always compare ourselves to people like Paul. Oh, yeah. And we never compare ourselves to one of the unnamed masses in the audience in Rome or in Spain or in Jerusalem or wherever he went, just somebody who was there to listen to what Paul had to say. That's true. We all think that we are supposed to be Paul or John or Peter or whomever. And I think to some extent that's why we're always bickering because we all think that we're the one who should be calling all the shots and deciding everything. Mm. And so we're always obsessing about whether we're doing our mission or not. I mean, in answer to your question, I would say that there is no way to absolutely know whether you're fulfilling the mission that you were supposed to do. But you do the best you can and hope that you are. And then then just like... And yeah, I think that's good imagine, enough. Imagine, imagine yeah. that it's okay. I think it is okay. I think that if it weren't, God would give you some overwhelming reason to, to know ha- otherwise. I mean, what else are you supposed to do in your life? You go with what you know at the time is best based on the evidence that you have. That I is think all that, anybody can do. You can't ask for more. Do you think there's any any kind of like uh, story in the Bible that kind of like uh, affirms that or any kind of idea in the you Bible? You must that have one like, in mind. I, uh, no, I don't. That, that, I mean, I kind of agree with you. Well, again, like, my, my point would be yeah, if it's yeah. a story in the Bible, it's yeah. about a special, extraordinary person. Oh, really? Now, are there are people, those of us. Are yeah, all the people, people extraordinary who, in the Bible? People who have stories written about them are by definition extraordinary. They're pulled out of obscurity and they're given a platform, right? Uh-huh. If you're never mentioned, if your story is never told, you are one of the 99%. The mass is those of us who our stories are not told because they're not extraordinary. So I don't know. I don't know if I think that any character in the the Bible is an exemplar of what we are supposed to be. So the widow who gives the mite and she's mentioned inside there, Mm -hmm. is uh, is that like... Her story is extraordinary. She probably, not everybody did that. She was special. And so so she's like a superhero... Well, yeah. I'm just, I'm interested in all the stories that aren't told in general. I do think there's a kind of 
privilege and elite status that goes with being the one whose story is told yeah as opposed to being the one who's not i mean i think actually the story is not actually always about the person i think sometimes and i think sometimes that's why uh we have stories sometimes and it mentions and it doesn't even mention uh the person it just mentions you know uh, the individual, but it doesn't mention their name because there's something deeper about the story than the actual person. The, the person's like inside the story, but there's actually a message inside the the parable or the moment or the healing or something that's taking I mean, place. Here's my there. thing. Yeah. I, I believe hmm. that my life is probably not important in a cosmic sense. Oh, my. I think my life is important to me. Okay. <laughs> I think I am important to God, but I don't necessarily think that my actions and that my choices and that everything that I do has some massive You didn't believe in the butterfly the butterfly effect. effect. Um, no, <laughs> no, not really. Okay, so look I You know, of course I think that small things can make you know, have big consequences, but small things can also have no consequences. Yeah. You know? Um, I believe that the decisions that we make uh, carry weight to them and responsibility to them sure. to our local communities, to those we know. And I think they actually have implications on the generations to come as yes. well. Uh, and so but I think I'm that that's a responsibility about we have mission though is always a really difficult one because we we have like uh in inside the church which is ironic as well we have a, a different mission statement for or a different theme we like to call it a theme but really it becomes like a mission statement right we call it a different theme for every single layer in the church and every single different organization or or, or um entity has their own like this is the theme of this and the theme here and so like a mission got, statement you mean? yeah they kind of get they well, kind just of just because people just like to do that because it helps them it's give fun them to a be focus creative. right and i mm-hmm. think that's actually really really good to be able to like have all these different ideas floating around and pulls them into different directions which is which actually can do lots of good things inside there well, except i think mission statements are totally useless in the sense i could not recite you one oh, i've well, been yeah, a member yeah, of yeah, many yeah, organizations that yeah. have them and i couldn't tell I you agree. what any of them are I agree unless unless of course uh you are one of those mission junkies that just needs to recite all of them some people so, like yeah, stuff like no, that's that true. it's fine there's but all think, kinds of people i think there's something to be said about feeling like you're aligned with something and that you have purpose um and and purpose i think it's something that we all crave we all crave and we oh, do yeah. and i actually believe that the bible does does teach us that we all look for this and we're all seeking this well i mean i think there would be ways to know if your mission wasn't in line with what yeah. jesus has called you to do mm-hmm. if you're you know, if your mission you feel, is to hunt would, down a certain group of you people would feel and kill them all or something. You would feel like your values not. don't line up with God's values. Yeah, yeah. I think there yeah. are, is evidence for that. Yeah. But outside of that, what I'm talking about is that big kind of gray area where there are yeah. all kinds of missions that you might have and things that yeah. you could be doing that there is nothing clearly wrong with them. No, I think But actually, no clear indicator that this is, in fact, the thing that you're supposed to do. And I think that within that, you're free to choose. Yeah. A friend of mine told me, that, and this is a great illustration, he said, God doesn't really have a, a blueprint for your life. He actually has a blue sky for your life. And I'm looking right now at the blue sky in the sense that he, God is with you wherever you go. Mm. And and I like that because God really wants to take you on this journey, this creative journey of your life, and and He loves that adventure with us. So, think about it. Uh, think about think about Paul. Think about your own life as well. Paul seems incredibly resolute about his call to preach to the Gentiles. How do we know if our mission is in line with what Jesus called us to? I will encourage you to read Galatians chapter one as well, in parallel to this, to reflect on that. Look after each other, live love, and we will connect uh, tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. 
Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.